It's just about that time of the week. Time for the weekly Weebs podcast. Grab your friends, family, waifus, and husbandos, and join your favorite Weebs for an exciting show of anime talk. Hosts Crimson, Frenchie, Wickwicky, and Zario Machini will review and suggest shows, talk about news from the industry, and tackle some of the biggest arguments in the world of anime. It's the Weekly Weebs Podcast, starting now. What is up, everyone? It is the new season of the Weekly Weebs. Woo! We're a week past the Weebies. If you haven't got a chance to uh, listen or watch that, it's on our Podbean as well as our Spotify. But definitely go check it out on our Facebook page. It is under our videos. It is the only video that we have <laughs> up there as of right now. But start of season two, we're going to be talking anime teachers and mentors but first we got to start with our news of the week the first one from me frenchy your host today it is the 25th anniversary for pokemon which just in that self is makes me feel old as shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. pokemon is now 25 um the official youtube channel for the franchise announced a, a new collaboration that they are teaming up with universal music to create P25 Music. It is a uh, global music project, and um, there isn't a lot of details that have come out about it, but it has been revealed that Katy Perry, of all people, is going to be involved with it. So uh, kind of excited to see where that's going, where you know they're jumping into music production. Yeah. Like, we all know the little 8-bit tracks that we used to get in the Pokemon games, but we'll see what they uh, really turn into. I really want a uh, you know a uh, new updated version of the Pokerap. Yeah. Oh, yes, but... <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. I, I will say, looking back on Pokemon the first movie, that soundtrack was lit. So I so I know that they know good music. And the Pokemon theme itself is incredible to this day. Yeah. Can we all agree that if they do redo the Pokemon rap, that they should have Eminem do it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, Who's Eminem? Shut the hell up. It's those little... little Candy, oh, chocolate candies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the more successful cousin of Skittles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Alright, and to my right, continuing our oh, shit, uh, we're not doing it clockwise? Fuck, give me my, let me get my phone out. Hey, hey what job. what's <laughs> up? I bet you know who this is. Who are you? Uh, uh, Skittles. <laughs> the less successful cousin of Eminem. Yes, he has uh, changed his name. name. Got it. This is WickWiki. Uh, new season, new name. I yeah. got to... Uh, <laughs> We're still sticking with the Cremetta for you. God damn New you. season, who dis? <laughs> it's not a new year, new me for this fucking asshole. Uh, my news today uh, is uh, Jujutsu Kaisen's manga circulation jumped 235%. That is an insane number. After anime premiered. So it went from 8.5 million to 200 million in four months since October. Yeah, that's that's, that's, a, that's a fucking crazy amount. I feel like that's ridiculous. Yeah. in four months, that's fucking nuts. Everybody's sipping over Goto, dude. I'm sipping over the show. The show's fucking good. <laughs> I asked for that for Christmas, like the manga. Like, didn't get it. I got Demon Slayer instead. Not upset about it because that's for both. But now I have Amazon gift cards. I can get the manga with. So there you, there go. you go. But mm, show's dope, and I can't wait to spoil myself with the manga. With the story. Yep. All right. Hey, what's up? You? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. This is Zario Machini back in the game. Uh, After like three weeks. Uh, right. Well, it's been you know two weeks in podcast time. Uh, but but who's counting? Uh, me. Uh, 
So my news this week is uh, the show Bofori, I Don't Want to Get Hurt, so I'll max out my defense, uh, is coming out with its second season in 2022. Uh, I just started watching the show myself, so I was thinking that this would just be like one of those one season shows. Nope, it's still going, and uh, uh, that's pretty exciting. How many episodes are in the first season? I think 13. Okay, that's not bad, because I've been thinking about watching that, and that's a pretty good, easy watch. Yeah, I'm four episodes in so far, and it's it's really funny. So watch Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, I will. Eventually. It's just not as easily accessible to me as a lot of other shows, because I don't have Crunchyroll. They have the dub on there. I mean, that's not the part I, I care about. It's... The, the money. We're merging with Funimation, so you don't have to worry about Well, it. when it gets on there, we'll watch it. Yeah, when it gets on there, I will eat the series. Like he ate the finger, alright? Oh yeah, you did watch the first episode with me, didn't you? First two episodes, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tight, 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 tight. Alright, our uh, last member, good old Cremetta over here. Why am I still doing this? Season because, 2, and I'm you hate yourself. Here. Yeah, because I mean, you I love do. Us. You hate, I don't, I don't you know if I hate face. myself more or you guys. You love us almost as much as you love anime titties. That's heavily debatable. Who doesn't love anime titties and jiggle physics? Let's be honest. <laughs> Some good old jiggly puffs. <laughs> but it's Crimson here. Uh, Where? Here, right next to you. Oh, shit. Crime talk. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, my news this week uh, is Seven Deadly Sins, the final season, came out today on Netflix in Japan, most likely. Um, I know it came out today in Japan, as whether it's on Netflix in Japan or just in Japan. I haven't really read that part that far deep into it, but if you like if you like Seven and you know how to get you know in a hold of it, go check it out. It's the last season. Yeah, it's kind of nuts to think the fact that um, in the uh, last week we had the new season of Promised Neverland, the cool. new season, the final season of Seven Deadly Sins drop in Japan. Um, Doctor Stone season two, I believe, starts either today or tomorrow. Um, there was another show that I know dropped a new season today. Uh, oh God! And then I think Cells at Work just started their second season as well. Are we watching the second episode tonight? Absolutely. Okay, sweet. Can we talk about the first episode before Guilty Crown? So the spoil warning thing is in effect. Maybe. Okay, that's good enough for me. Wait, uh, we were supposed to finish Guilty Crown? Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 oh! oh how did you me? not finish Guilty Crown? We had three so, fucking weeks. Here's three, the thing. You three started weeks. it before anybody. So here's the thing. When we were discussing it prior to... We were saying that was going to be assi- the assignment at the beginning of the year. And I yeah. no one ever did assigned the last it. Yes, episode. he did. Yeah, he did. The one where That's why you started Sarah watching was it. gone. The one that yeah. he was gone was the Weebies. No, he wasn't. He was there for the Weebies. Remember, we had the bad weather and he wasn't able to make it down. Yeah. Oh, dude, you're getting a punishment. Oh. You're getting a punishment, oh. motherfucker. Oh. We got to think of the punishment. Oh. We got to make that punishment wheel. All right, separate group. Bro, me being here and being called Cremetta is already a fucking punishment. No, no, no that, that was yeah, an occupational hazard. But you're choosing hazard. to be here knowing we're going to call you that. This is separate. Okay, <laughs> eh. sarah, sarah. Maybe, I think you mean K-Dara-Dara. 
<laughs> well, you're going to get spoils. So I also okay. think you should finish I mean, the show too. I, I probably will. Because it was an assignment. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Once it got to that halfway point, I it kind of lost interest on it. Oh my god, the second half is so much better. Yeah. The fucking character development for Shu is amazing. Dude, facts. Anyways, so we don't go too far and do it right now. But you're getting a punishment, and I'm so excited because I thought I was going to be the first one, and I wasn't. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe she have to change his Facebook profile to Cremetta within as his middle name. <laughs> for how long? It's got to be a set amount of time. It can't be forever. Two weeks. Do you agree? For these I terms, can do that right now. I'm, if that's I'm fine with that. All right. Uh, terms cool. of agreement. Shake. Bro, I'm in the process of doing. Well, it we right got to shake it to make it official. I shake. Uh, uh, speaking of season twos, though, Fire Force is <laughs> uh, is on hiatus right now until July, and I'm really bummed out about it because I didn't know that they were doing that, so I'd been waiting patiently for several weeks for episode 17 to drop, and it hasn't been. That and happened to me with the time I got reincarnated with a slime. They dropped one episode, and I was like, oh shit, it's back, and then it never came back. <laughs> And I've been sad. And then you guys said something about season two, and I was like, yes. <laughs> Alright, well, now that we've talked about our news and our punishment, our first punishment to start out the new year. That's fun. That is fun. Season two, The Death of Cremetta. I'm adding it as my new nickname. Because the show is called Crimson as my nickname, so it's good to also show Cremetta. How, how long is it going to stay? You said two weeks? Two, two weeks. weeks. Okay. And I'll show it at the top so, of my profile. The 27th, he can change it back. And that'll be the night you're hosting, so we'll know. <laughs> Unless he forgets. We'll know. It is officially set. Beautiful. Thank you for taking the first blow. I yeah. appreciate it. I, I'm pretty happy about that. I honestly thought it was going to be one of the Zacks. I did too. <laughs> uh, I was so afraid with Ruby that I wasn't going to be able to finish it, but I finished it like two hours before we recorded. Nice. Yeah. I think uh, that was me with Anohana. I got that done with that like really close to the. To that was it. him with Parasite in our second episode. <laughs> I finish. Yeah. I finish every show the day of. I got really close with a couple of those. Aside from this one, I just fit it in wherever I possibly can. Phrasing. Am I right? I mean that any way that you feel like it. We both winked at the same time. <laughs> our brains. Are Why has season two become? It's our premiere. We got to get crazy with it. And let's actually get to our topic now because there's a lot to talk about with this. The best mentors and teachers in anime. Okay, yes. Agreed. We should talk about that. The episode that we hosted, the last one, right? We totally did not talk about the name topic. I don't know if you guys realize that. Oh, we 100% did We veered way off track. And yeah, we were supposed to talk about what was coming up in 2021. Yeah. Totally did not. We talked about Hunter Hunter and Full Malcolm's Brotherhood the entire time. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I, was like, I thought that was the main on topic. On the way home, I was like, <laughs> do we do what we were supposed to do? Nah. But this is a topic I 100% want to talk about. Yeah. So well, I 110% want to talk about it. Well, there you go. I think we got to start off with one of the most renowned perverts and teachers in all of anime, the OG Master Motherfucking Roshi. Hell yeah. That guy is a fucking savage. Uh, remember that time where he got really buff and blew up a flaming mountain? Yep, that was my favorite <laughs> moment. 
<laughs> and then uh, he turned out to be even like at the age of like eighty, still more useful than Yamcha in uh, the uh, beginning of Dragon Ball Super. Uh, eighty is really lowballing it because uh, Master Roshi uh, has been to the Fountain of Youth <coughs> and has eaten phoenix feathers and has done many other things to extend his lifetime. So, realistically, Master Roshi is probably Immortal. a couple hundred years old. That's fair, considering <laughs> he's old as fuck when Goku's 13, yeah. and he's like 50 when Dragon Ball Super's getting old. Did, uh, did, when Dragon Ball Super happened, if I'm remembering correctly, because it's been a while since I've seen the show, did he try and train to get over his lust issues? Yes, yes. That, that's yeah. how he, that was his personal prerequisite for entering the Tournament of Power, Hell yeah. in case there were any female fighters. Man, the evil containment wave... <laughs> is one of the coolest fucking abilities, and Master Roshi is just a boss for being the only one that can, like, consistently do it correctly. Yeah, and he even pulls it out in the Tournament of Power. Yeah, and uses it, what, like, two or three times successfully? Yeah, unfortunately, one of those times ended up going to Vegeta, uh, and then he got sucked up. But that's neither here nor there. It's <laughs> neither here nor there. I just, I just think the fact that an old-ass man that is a human... Can compete in a tournament, tournament like that. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Well, he and Tien hold their own too. With the uh, the Battle of the Gods, or no, the Battle of the Gods, the uh, Resurrection F arc of Dragon Ball Super, oh, where yeah. they're fighting against the new Frieza Force, and you know Gohan and uh, Goku and everyone, you know they they do their things, they're Saiyans. But then you've got Krillin and Tien who still train regularly. Master Roshi's just fucking Master Roshi and just beats everyone's ass. And then he goes his buff mode and kicks the shit out of people. Yeah. And he is a very good teacher. Yeah. With teaching Krillin and Goku. That was... I I really enjoyed that growing up with Dragon Ball. See, you know how good of teachers they are because back when Goku and Krillin was... Uh, back when they were on, like, an even playing field before, you know, the whole Super Saiyan thing came yeah. out, Krillin was actually the stronger one. Yep. Uh, and Goku still even had kind of a layup, uh, like a leg up because he has the inherent ability to copy any move he sees. Yeah. I think you mean a tail up. Yeah. And then, you know, that, that's only when he's cheating in the, in the tournaments. <laughs> yeah. He's not out because he's holding himself up with his tail. Yeah. Good old Jackie Chun. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Master Roshi is one that kind of speaks for himself with, you got something? You just reminded me of another great teacher that's really old. I've seen Jackie Chun. Uncle? Mumo Guigui Faggy, is that? Uncle. We did consider Jackie Chan Adventures to be anime in one of our first episodes, and we talked about what is anime. That is true. I was about to ask if that was one of the ones we talked about in that episode. Based yeah, off the up right actual the definition, it is not. But based off our definition, it is. Yeah. Our definition is the only definition we truly care about, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah. when it's our show, so our definition is the one we go with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Haters can hate if they want it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but haters are also going to get us likes, so... Dogs can go to the ocean and fish, but they can't because they don't have hands, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, that was depressing as hell. Is it, though, when uh, dogs, you know, have waiters, basically? That's fair. All right, so trying to get us back on uh, our main topic. Masaroshi, kind of someone that, uh, you know, everyone knows, whether you're a Dragon Ball Z fan or not, Master Roshi is someone that pretty renowned. But one of the things that I think makes 
anime so great is that even in some of the smaller anime, you really get to see how teachers and mentors really impact people. And I think one of the earliest ones after Dragon Ball Z that we saw... Are you are you staring at me for? Yeah, because there's one in Dragon Ball Z that is. In oh, the I was going to come. I was going to come back to him. Gonna circle back. Green Daddy is going to make an appearance. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, don't you worry about Green Daddy. Green Daddy always comes about, back. Is he, about, is he about to disrespect this man? <laughs> he about no, Green he's Daddy. my second favorite character in the entire show, behind Vegeta. Green Daddy. Yeah, Green Daddy ain't God. All right. Yeah. Green Daddy is God. Yeah. Well, he was. Then Dende appeared. But. Yeah. I was going to talk about Jiraiya, because when you talk about, like, the OG Big Three, Master Roshi obviously is, like, the biggest one from Mm -hmm. Dragon Ball Z, followed by Green Daddy, and then eventually Whis and Super. Yeah. But Master Jiraiya, I just got to the point in... Yeah. I just got to the point... In Shippuden, where Naruto finds out about his death. Oh, man. And it That's broke me. Yeah, seeing that, just like the depression he goes through after that, it's rough. So you're not, I don't think you're to the point yet where it dives deeper into the past, but knowing that, it hurts even more. The, the relationship that Jiraiya had with Naruto, and not only him, but his other students that he's trained, is... And the, the, the philosophy behind what Jiraiya stood for to create peace was also something that was very phenomenal. Like, uh, that's one of the, I feel he's definitely one of the best teachers slash mentors in the entire anime universe. Uh, that's something I actually really like about uh, as Naruto Shippuden keeps progressing is with Jiraiya, we actually see him teach multiple students and not just the main character um and normally like we only see that in like high school shows where they're in a classroom but that's a little obvious but Jiraiya like every one of his students end up being like super powerful uh and you just see the impact that his teachings literally give to the world that and like how his students (laughs) He teaches the students all the same, and you see the outcome of how the students take his teachings mm-hmm. in different ways. He he also does a really good mix of uh, guiding his students while also making them do things on their own Yeah, in a way where the students don't even realize that he's doing that. Like with Naruto, he, we just think that he's going off to check to look at girls and he is uh for his book you know yeah he's doing it's valuable research it's stuff he needs to do it's his job Jiraiya and master roshi are pretty much the same person let's yeah. be honest although i will say personally i prefer Jiraiya. Same. agreed same but um correct me if i'm wrong did Jiraiya train uh minato yes mm-hmm. so you ended up having the third hokage who trained Jiraiya, yep. who trained Minato, who trained Kakashi, who trained Naruto, who trained Konohamaru. Yep. Do you know who trained Jiraiya? The third Hokage? Yep. Which that, I literally that, just that's, saw. That's, that's how he started the list. Oh yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. But, but do you know the first thing you said? <laughs> do you know who trained the third Hokage? I'm guessing the second Hokage. Actually, yes. <laughs> I just think it's funny, though. Third Hokage teaches Jiraiya, who's 
you know, Naruto's father figure. Yeah. Jiraiya teaches Naruto's actual father. Yep. Who then teaches his first, you know, technically second sensei, because Haruka-sensei was his first one. Yeah. But who then teaches Naruto, who then teaches the third Hokage's grandson. <laughs> it's just a big family line. I also, I don't, I think, I don't think Jiraiya was Naruto's father figure. He totally would. They had, they I had think he's, he's, he's a grandfather. He's a grandfather figure, but his father figure is the, is the man he has to go to his wedding. I don't remember his name. Is it Iruka Iruka sensei. sensei. Yeah, him. But, he's uh, his father figure. Naruto sees Aruka. He mentions this in the show. He sees him more as a as an older brother. Yeah, I think they are close enough in age because just the seeing the relationship with him and Jiraiya, and I think that's one of the great things about anime when you see some of the mentors mm-hmm. that they appear as a father figure another one you know all might and midoriya yeah mm-hmm. daddy all might i mean yeah the he's not my son but he's my son yes yeah, yeah. when he rock went, lee and guy sensei when yeah. he went to his mom midoriya's mom to basically beg that shit actually got to me mm. yeah. oh, that yeah. was a sad ass fucking scene it was that was such ooh eat this <laughs> and then he went to Bakugo's house and his mom got to me Ooh, his mom, his mom got to all the weeds there's one here. Other, so, I just recently Milf. Mm-hmm. I just recently watched a video about Kakashi that he's actually like so he's another one of my favorite Naruto's littered with mentors and teachers like we previously discussed because that's literally what the job role is of the older ninja yeah everybody tuning them yeah everybody tuning in above by their job, they have to teach somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So, two the basically my three favorite, right? I'm pretty sure is is if I say it correctly, As, uh, Asuna. I don't think I'm Asuma. saying Asuma. Asuma. There we go. Oh I my this god, kind of his death. Thing. His death hurt me than any other more than any other death that I've seen so far. I liked him as a teacher, mm-hmm. even though we didn't really get to see him. But I loved his character, Jirai and Kakashi. The video Kakashi is a phenomenal teacher, but his he's like the main. You have Naruto and Sasuke and all that, Sasuke, but he's like the driving force of the entire show, in a sense, of his character, how do I explain it? He, him and Sasuke, same person. Basically, right? yeah. He was trying to prevent Sasuke from going down the path that he did. Yeah. And he failed. But then, in the end, when... The shit happened with that fight with the main bad bitch mm-hmm. when he got that power and then everything comes together. It was like, this is a whole full circle with his story that tied everything together. Yeah. Let's just be honest. It's not a true shonen if there's not a good teacher-student relationship. Mm-hmm. Another good teacher. I was pointing at you because I know exactly what you're about to say. Go ahead. Who do you think I'm going to say? Uh, boy said teacher. I'm assuming you were about to say assassination classroom. So I was about to say uh, assassination yeah, I was actually going to jump in with this real quick because I just looked up top 21 greatest anime mentors of all time. Number one is Jiraiya. Number two is Koro-sensei. Hey, uh, yep, Koro-sensei. Yeah, that same, that same His relationship um, with, uh, well, just all the students in yeah, general. all of them. Yeah, he... Karma's my favorite. Karma <laughs> is amazing. The fact that, like... He's a killer who knows he's going to die, but teaches the class that is like the bottom of the food chain of their school to be better, both in real life and in the assassination room, was incredible. The death of Koro's sensei 
broke me. And it broke me four different times when I watched it all four times. I watched it four different times. Uh, you're the whole cry show. every time. Yeah, and I cried every single time. One of those times, I was at work watching it. <laughs> it was a slow day. I propped it up. I got to that episode. My coworker walked over to me and just saw me crying. And she's like, the fuck's wrong with you? I'm like, it's a good-ass show. Shut the hell up. It is. It is the, the way... Yeah, I feel like in a sense he was... like. Like, he's also a father figure, like we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way... By teaching those kids to be better, and he would do anything for them at the same time, even though he's trained them to kill him. He yeah. would literally do anything for those children he was to a, succeed and help them in their endeavors, no matter what. He was a really big father figure for Karma and Nagisa, especially, because no. of that the relationship that those two had, and then the relationship that those two had with him. Karma or Nagisa... Is Karma the blue-headed person? She's, he's red. He's red. Karma's, Karma's the red, red, the red head. No, Karma's, Karma's the cool the one. Yeah. Karma says the main character. Yeah. yeah. The one, you could be an assassin. Oh, shit. Really? Karma's another one of those side characters that everyone loves more than the main character. I know. I yeah. really like the main character a lot, dude. Yeah. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Uh, but Koro-sensei definitely has like a spe- that special trait where he... You know, he makes time for each individual student and personalizes everything just for them. He's a great teacher. Yeah, I mean, he's a he great moves teacher. at what was it, Mach three or Mach five or something like that. Fast yeah. as fuck. Yeah. So he could literally make time for every individual student. Yeah. He could literally make copies of himself by moving so fast. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that is ridiculous. I want to go back and watch that again now. And cry for a fifth time. And cry for a fifth time, exactly. Yeah, that's so. I mean, it tells you the very first episode that he's gonna die. Yeah, but because (laughs) of everything that happens and them trying to save him, you actually start getting hope. Yeah. And then he dies and hope is broken and so is your soul. Yeah, the show gives you a middle finger by like presenting false hope. And it's it sucks too, because it's one of the only anime where you actually understand death. You know, he's not coming back. Yeah. You know, it's not Dragon Ball Z where there's the uh, Dragon Balls to wish people back or some bullshit spirit world thing. Yeah. But Yeah, once you're gone, that's it. Yeah. You're, you're dead, son. Um, you're D-E-D dead. And personally, I think that uh, all of the best mentors really do kind of become a parental figure. And, I mean, one of uh, one of my favorite examples is... The show that Wiki you're watching right now. I was is, just about to bring is her. Izumi Curtis from Full Metal Alchemist slash Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Teacher. Uh, yeah, she she becomes an amazing like second mother to to the boys. I just saw her reappearance at Fort Briggs, and I was like, "Fuck yes, yeah. dude!" <laughs> the uh, episode where you kind of learn the uh, background of um, really everything in terms of alchemy. And uh, she meets Hohenheim, and he just stabs her. That with scared him. the shit out of me. I was with you when we you watched were, that. We episode. were both with him when that I happened. Was so hard because <laughs> your mouth was like, "What the fuck?" Dude, I actually really like Hohenheim a fuck ton. Hohenheim is a lot better in this series than he is in the original series. I don't. He's I still don't, a dick, but he's I don't a remember good anything dick. from the original series. He's uh, a great funny. character, but a shit father. Yeah. Exactly. In the original series, he was like an old holy crusader for the Knights Templar, and some other bullshit. It it just, it just didn't matter. I don't think he's a shit father, bruh. He still loves his kid dearly. He left for a reason. 
Well, he left because he was afraid of his children's opinion of him never aging. Yeah, but I mean, but uh, he still did stuff for his kids. He still tried. I mean, he tried in the way he knew how to do it. I mean, so did Goku, but he's still a shitty father. Yeah, I don't think he's a shitty father because yeah. he's making up for it now. Are we still talking about uh, Hohenheim, or yeah. did it shift to Goku? Because <laughs> <laughs> Goku is uh, irredeemably a shit father. Not Hohenheim. He's um, currently trying again. He he does try at the point of like the series that you're in, but he did also abandon his, his family for a really superficial reason. And then their mom died, and he didn't come back. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give you an analogy. He's that dad that shows up one Christmas, gives you an Xbox, and you love him because of it, then disappears again. Yeah. So my dad. And my dad. Sure. I'm also there really wasn't Xbox. Both of my dads, I'm except without see, the presence. I'm curious to see how Hohenheim's blood affects the two brothers. Uh, it gave them golden hair and golden eyes, yeah, so that's kind of neat. Yeah, I know that. But he said, like, their, their stuff's... They're, they're not... They're human, but they have... The blood of a full-bodied philosopher's stone as a person. Yeah. So that they kind of hinted at something being special. I hope that's a fact. Anyways. <laughs> what did you actually find about his, literally his blood? Yeah. And what that does? Shit. <laughs> yeah, Azumi Curtis is absolutely fantastic. Getting back to <laughs> main thing. Um, the reason I love her so much is just because of the fact she understands what the boys went through. Mm-hmm. The, the ability to relate to... You know, willing to sacrifice anything and everything to try and bring back someone you love. Yeah. And you want to talk about a devastating backstory. She was trying to revive her baby. Holy shit. And she gave up her intestines to try to bring it back. When Edward called her, that that broke me a little bit. To tell her the news that it wasn't actually her baby that was born. Mm. And that she was like, it seemed like she was... Like, mad as shit that he did that at first, but the fact that she, at the end, felt relieved yeah. made me feel really good. It's it's a certain closure. Yeah, uh, that, and they, they, that they both deserved. Yeah, and uh, I think if, if it were me, I would prefer... To know that the abomination I brought into the that world was not my was not my yeah, child. Same. You didn't yeah. bring it back to suffer and then just die again. I yeah. feel like that's what the thing was too with them is that they did that they did that things to their loved one. Yeah. So we've talked about the first three on this list. Should we just keep going down this list of top twenty one? Might as well. I got one that I don't think is gonna be on the list. Bet. Who? Bet. It's from my what. I was going to say, mine is probably not on that list either. But you My favorite show of all time. Is it Kamina? Yep. Kamina is not on the list. I looked through it. Oof. Uh, uh, uh. Called it. Kamina Great mentor teacher and the best boy yeah. besides Simone. Yeah. Uh, Kamina is the kind of guy where, even just as a viewer, like when he is speaking... You feel like you can do anything. Dude, when I am down in the dumps, I listen to Kyle Hebert's voice recording telling me, <laughs> believe in the Kamina that believes in you. And I was like, ooh, boy, let's get it. I can do this. Yeah, I think Every it's, time. It's just the voice of Kyle Hebert. I don't know. It doesn't matter what character he plays. He just always hypes you up, whether it's Gohan, whether it's Fat Gum, Kamina. Anytime I see, I, I got my fucking autographed picture of Gohan hanging above us. Right here. I love Kyle Hebert yeah. as a voice actor because it's always the exact same voice, 
Except, you know, when he plays Ox King or the narrator in Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But pretty much every character he plays is the same voice, but it's just, like, such a heroic tone it's amazing. to him. It's amazing. Go ahead. Uh, Kamina especially, he just, everything he says is encouraging. It's just, like, it's just what he's all about. He rose Simone up mm-hmm. from depression, just day by day, digging and exploring and telling him that you basically can do anything you put your mind to. Your drill is going to be the drill that pierces the heavens. Such a motivational man, and he helped make Kamina the man, not Kamina, he helped make Simone the man he is today to defeat all the stuff he needed to defeat to free the world. Yeah. He built that foundation. And Simone basically mimics Kamina now because how much he looked up to him. Oh, yeah. And that, that was a, those were great moments Dude. Where, where he gets older and he starts mimicking Kamina. It's, that, if you haven't seen the show, watch it. Am you I, could have signed it at any point. I, I will, maybe not. It's only like, what, 27 episodes? That's well within That's our... a show I don't want to have to force people to watch by doing homework. I just think you should do it by yourself when you're ready. But Zach, keep in mind... Sorry, Wiki, keep in mind, if you assign it, that means we get to spend at least a third of an episode going in-depth about it. We could just do that anyways. I was texting Wiki a lot when I finally decided to sit down and watch it. Just like... I was blowing his phone up at like 2 o'clock in the morning some nights. Being like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. This is like the sixth transformation that's happened in the past two hours, and I'm so hyped. Kind of like what you did with fucking Radiant, but you ended up passing me. Yeah. Yeah, that I had to stop. <laughs> Can we talk Mentors and Radiant, bro? Oh, yeah, that... That one has has a couple. Um, Sorry, tangent. My bad. But yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. um, Merlin. Yeah, Merlin. Man. (laughs) Merlin is... He's a really great teacher because he's like really unexpected. Dude. Uh, cause he's just he's, sitting there chilling. You don't know who it's him. He's just yeah. some dirty old fuck. <laughs> just some dirty old teddy bear, <laughs> who turns out to not only be incredibly wise, but uh, is very like nurturing and loving, and accepts Seth into the family. Yeah, ooh, I'm gonna get emotional here, guys. Let's continue. Let's get off these two people because they're awesome. We're gonna go to number four here, sir. Yeah. We were talking about Kamina. What was we'll number talk- three? Number three was Azumi Curtis. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, it went Jiraiya, Koro-sensei, Azumi Curtis. And uh, number four, while we're talking about Kyle Hebert, his arguably most iconic character... Green Daddy. Well, he was trained by Green Daddy. My boy, Piccolo. You want to talk about someone who became a father figure? I call him Green Daddy Father because- figure, he is... Gohan's father. Yeah. No, he's Gohan's dad. Any motherfucker with a dick can be a father. It takes a real man to be a dad. Preach. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and there was just... He just decides to, to kidnap a child one day after he killed his dad. And it formed an unbreakable bond that has lasted their entire lives. Dude, and now crazy. he's a great babysitter for Pan. Yeah, it's, and it's he amazing. loves it. It's yeah. amazing. In fact... Dude, just seeing them as adults now when he was training Gohan for the fucking Super Saiyan arc with uh, Determined Power was fucking lit. Mm-hmm. This is the, how far he helps push Gohan to achieve what he knows he's possible, even though Gohan doesn't realize it. The fact that he's pushing him to his greatest limits. 
Yeah. It's fucking sick. Their relationship in Dragon Ball Z is great. I think Dragon Ball Z abridged captures their relationship better. <laughs> I love the the Broly movie abridged, where there's the moment where Piccolo uh, like grabs his shoulders like God, did you get into college? And he's like, I don't think so. No! There's a meme out there where uh, Gohan is shopping for Father's Day, and he buys a mug that says, you know, best father ever, and your best dad ever, and gives it to Goku. And he's also got one that he writes green with a little arrow pointing at best green dad ever, and then it just shows Piccolo crying. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That's so fucking cool. That's such a great... Like, we talk, Jiraiya is the closest thing to a father that Naruto knows. Mm -hmm. I think that the relationship between Piccolo and Gohan was even closer because Piccolo basically raised Gohan. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just, oh, he trained him and, you know, they're very close. He fucking was alone with the kid for a year when that kid was five years old. Uh, Three. He was three years old. At the start of Dragon Ball Z. Oh, that's right. I thought he was yeah. a little older than that. No, well, he is a toddler. Who can kick I'm ass. five. <laughs> God, dude. Green Daddy is fucking shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he's not even five when they... He's like barely five when they head to Namek. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping they do some cool-ass shit in the next arc of Dragon Ball Super when they animate it. I've, I know some of the stuff that's happening in the manga, but only when it comes to... With Koro. When, yeah, when only it comes mm. to Goku and Vegeta and the villain, that's all I know. I don't know anything about, anything about the other side characters. But I also hope that Piccolo gets a new form. I feel like that'd be tight. I, 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 I kind of just want him to get vamped up and just be like fucking well, badass bitch. The, the thing I kind of like about Piccolo that kind of sets him apart from a lot of the other alien races in the show is that he doesn't really get different forms. He just get stronger. And, you know, Namekians can still cheat with their fusion technique and just absorb technique. <laughs> technique. But they're not them anymore after that point. Their 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 personalities are different. He wouldn't be the same. Man, they say that, but he really doesn't change after the two times that he fused. And uh the thing that's great about Piccolo uh is that even when we get into the tournament power and then there's the two Namekians from Universe 6 who are the last living Namekians in their universe because they fused with their entire planet to fight in the Tournament of Power and they still lost to Piccolo and Gohan's tag team. Amazing. Father-son, I'm telling you. Yeah. Nothing can beat an unbreakable bond. Yeah, like, we give a lot of credit to the, to the Goku-Gohan father-son Kamehameha. It's a great moment, don't get me wrong. Very good moment. But the Piccolo-Gohan combo in the Tournament of Power against Universe 6, that that is awesome. But you know what wouldn't have been possible? That moment wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for Piccolo. Because if you wouldn't have trained him at a young age like that, he wouldn't have been as powerful. That's true. So, goes to Daddy, Daddy Green. Green Daddy. Also, just remember that Piccolo also went underwent one of the best character developments of anyone in anime because he started as a villain in Dragon Ball. Yeah, but all of Goku's friends are. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Tien, <laughs> Vegeta. Yamcha. Fucking Krillin Yamcha. was an asshole when they met. Does that count? Uh, he constantly tried to cheat him out of uh, Roshi training him. So yes, I will count it. 
Can we just talk about how ugly Krillin was in Dragon Ball too? <laughs> like, Z, Krillin, so much better. Yeah, but in Super, he is kind of ugly again. Like, yeah. everything in the show looks better, generally, except for Krillin. Yeah, and then just that one face that Goku makes up with little two dots on the smile. <laughs> yeah. So, Piccolo was number four on the list. Number five... Was I mentioned? We were talking before of like, oh, we can name this, this person, this person off the top of our head. This was the first person that came to my mind, and I was very happy to see her on this list from one of my all-time favorite anime. And is it I, on your wall? She is not on the wall, but one of the characters is. What, in my opinion, right now in this day, an anime not enough people have seen, Yu Yu Hakusho, oh, motherfucking shit. Genkai. Yeah, oh, I love Genkai. Genkai. It's cool as fuck, dude. When it dropped there, she was in that tournament, bro. I was like, Ooh, what? Yeah, when she made herself look younger, it's just so she could covertly smack some bitches. That was crazy. I did not expect that. Her background with the younger Taguro brother is gnarly. With them having won, being the only human team to ever win the Tournament of Power. Mm-hmm. And just... I mean the Dark Tournament? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> but the sacrifices that she made to try and train Yusuke and give her power and then when Yusuke was struggling to contain it, her basically giving her life up to make sure the team didn't forfeit. Yeah. It... Oh my god. I, I love Genkai so much. And she's kind of one of those ones that, oh, well, she died but came back. <laughs> I, I wish they would have just left her dead. Like, I love that she came back. I fucking love Genkai. It was the impact of the moment. Yeah. Yeah, but she is the one who sets up the psychic arc, which, although is the worst arc, that sets up the Three Kings arc. Which is dope. Yeah. It's not as good as a dark tournament, but it's... Pretty up there. Yeah. I need to finish it. Um, the Three Kings is great. Yeah. So, I, you know, it is it is important that she came back, but it, it does kind of kill that impact of her dying. And the biggest thing, too, is she didn't just train Yusuke. She also was a huge influence and teacher for Kuwabara, mm-hmm. who is the most important character in the um, psychic arc. Yeah. Because he's the one that cuts through the dimensions. With his blade. Kuwabara does not get enough credit. <laughs> He's awesome. Dude, his determination is fucking insane. Yeah. And he made a lightsaber out of just a plain stick. Well, it was a plain stick that was infused with spiritual power. Yeah. It just gave him a way to channel. <laughs> but he'd never done it before. And another great character voiced by Chris Sabat. Yeah. Oh, what's... I of a good mentor... But at the same time, I don't think she was that good. What is... Oh, B. She was a B. Miss B. B. Not Miss Bunny. That'd be stupid. What show? Bisky. 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 Hunter Hunter. Yeah. I, she's on the list. She's number eight, I think. Yeah, I did see her on the list also. Yeah. She, I was on the right crowd. Miss B. Miss Bunny? No. Mm. She was a great mentor. The fact that she helped them while they were in the uh, Great Island and everything. And... Fucking improved the hell out of all they knew. I will say she did it sort of for selfish reasons. Yeah. Because she wanted to get something out of it. Oh, 100%. But her reaction when she found out what happened to Gon at the very end, which, have you finished Hunter Hunter yet? He's past Greed Island, though. 
Yeah, but oh, which, yeah, what happened? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 he's not. Yeah. He has not hit episode one thirty one yeah, yet. I forgot. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I forgot what episode I'm on. You're not near where we want you to stop at. So I we want you with you. Yeah, no, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Check him, check him, check him. Do you consider Hisoka a mentor to Gon? No, you don't. I consider him an obstacle. He, but he's driving Gon to be better. An obstacle. He's an obstacle that Gon is working to try and surpass. Yeah, he he's more of a of a mountain than a mentor. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, he he's as much of a mentor to Gon as like Itachi Uchiha is to Sasuke. Okay, I can, or I can Frieza see. is to Goku. Yeah. Um, I can see that. Yeah, but I mean. The, that show does have some not great mentors. Like, let's be honest, Wing, he's not a good teacher. No. Who are we talking about right now? The, uh, the, the dude who in the show introduces Nan, oh, Nan to, to, to Gon yeah, yeah, yeah. and Killua. So you could have been you could have been more you kind of vague. Yeah. I will say and he did it on purpose because he's not just their gonna, teacher. Just gonna hand it to him either because it's part of the hunter exam still. Yeah, and he's and he's also not their teacher. I'm sure his teachings are a lot more in depth to that kid. That I want that kid up. to come back. I do too. I want the show to come back. I do too. Agreed. <laughs> but this talk is going to. Yeah, but there's been talk it's going to. For I, a just while. let me have hope, man. I'm going back to Kyle Hebert because he is a master and trainer in there. He's the guy that the smoke uses the smoke nen. Oh, is yeah. He, uh, he trains I, Knuckle and the dude that has the floating hands. Dude, the... Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> both those are really good students. But the moment... Oh, shit. What a great moment. We can't talk about it because he hasn't got there yet. Wait, uh, have you? No. The, knuckle, the fight no. between Knuckle and Gone? No. No. The, uh, the moment where, you know, have you even entered the Chimera Ant World with when they go as a team? Where the master, where the old We're guy... All, with Knuckle, the other dude, the old guy, the other guy... Yeah, like, when, when like uh, everybody the goes The last in. episode I remember watching was... Kilua and Gon were getting ready to infiltrate the random palace that the king took over after... Mm. Um, I think he made After the smoke guy... Or after Knuckles punched the cheetah dude and gave him that... Yeah, he's past it. So... The one moment I want to talk about that I thought was funny as shit, with that teacher, when he's giving Gon the test, he's like, okay, Gon, Gone. you're only going to, whatever, is going to pass if you show me how powerful you are right now. Come at me like you're going to fucking kill me. And uh, I was like, beginning. okay. And then just uses his fucking rage, and then the, guy, the sweat and beads on that guy's <laughs> face. Like, he, was, he knew that if Gon hit him, he was going to get fucking dead. Yeah. He was like, what the fuck did I just ask for? I just created... Dude, this is a fucking monster. So, we've talked a lot about the mentors and teachers for, you know, shonen anime, fighting. I kind of want to switch it up a little bit, because this one kind of pops in my head. Coach Yukai from Haikyuu. That's the... Yes! Uh, that's, that's the volleyball... Original volleyball coach's grandson. Yes. Yeah, dude, he's cool as fuck, dude. That he took a team that supremely talented and turned them into a national qualifier. Turned them into a team. Yes. They were a group of very talented individuals that had some good leadership from their third years. 
But motherfucker, he turned them into a unstoppable force. And speaking of someone with a sports background, the ability for him to know what's happening on the floor and adjust like he does makes him an amazing coach and someone you would love to play for. <laughs> oh, shit. <coughs> Haven't finished it. I'm still in that, uh, the one where they're facing that. I always hand it to the A's team. That team. Shiratori Zawa? Yeah. I'm in that. I've only seen a few episodes, so I have no idea. I don't think you wouldn't even met Coach Yukai yet. No, he wouldn't. I'm, I'm up to, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm caught up on the dub. So season three was amazing. I was season literally slapped. I was literally. It's only the Shiratori Zawa match, and I was literally yelling at the TV like it was a live match. <laughs> I, I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of in that same boat when I was watching it. I was freaking the fuck out when that whole match was happening. That entire season was a train wreck of emotions for me. Because everyone loves to talk about, you know, uh, the setter and Hinata, or even Daichi, or Asui from the senior class. But Coach Yukai does not get the love and respect he deserves. And I will not let anyone put any dirt on that name. (laughs) Coach Yukai is amazing. Oh, yeah. What about his, his assistant coach with the glasses? I would say... He's not oh, the planner? Great, yeah, he's not, he was originally the coach, wasn't he? And then he found him so he could take over? He te- wasn't the coach, he was the advisor. But but they didn't have a coach, so he was that position. We didn't know anything about volleyball, so he's getting this guy, right? That's how I understood it. But he knew he wasn't good I mean, enough. technically, like, the actual coach was... Um, Pretty much one the senior class. Yeah, the senior class. I can't remember the guy's name for the life of me. It's been a while. Brown-haired guy. Who, it's like four of them. Who had who kept his chill most of the time. The senior class. I'm not going to remember because I'm, I'm waiting for Frenchie to respond. I mean, Daichi was basically the coach. Number one. Yeah. He was basically their coach. Yeah, that's um, the guy. The guy you're thinking of is Takeda. And uh, I love Takeda. I don't think he's another guy that doesn't get the respect he deserves because he's the one that sets up all their big matches for the practice games and really kind of helps bring the love back for Cross and Ojai. But I, I still think Coach Yukai is, yeah. the, is the guy in that show. Agreed. Another good one that, uh, Wiki, you might be able to agree with me on, uh, Aaron and Nakari, Food Wars. God tongue. You think she's a good mentor? I, I think, think she's she, a fucking bitch. I think you would have picked someone completely different in that show. I think, from what I remember from the last season, where they're on the train doing the big like cook-off thing that's been going on, I think she was a great mentor to, one, overthrow her dad, but two, trying to get all these people who basically took her in after all the shit she put them through. They took her in and helped her, and she taught them basically how to actually be better chefs before the big exams where it's like, you fail once, you are out of the school, straight up expelled kind of thing. I thought for sure you were going to pick Daddy Somo considering he was your husbando. Well, that too, I feel like he was a better mentor to his son, even though he wasn't... He was a good mentor to his son, but as a person who was a good mentor all around for a short period of time that was like a very minuscule well if you time. think about it 
she's kind of been a mentor throughout the show as a whole because of her budding head to Soma. It's also been proving, you know, it's been making him get better. But he's also making her be better. So I don't think they're, so I guess they're, they kind just, of they're just being their friends, helping friends out. I well, guess you, you know, say. sometimes the student does make the teacher better. That's it, because they're all her friends that are, are helping her become better to break her chains away from her family and right, make her into the person that she needs to become. The only other person that I actually would say in Food Wars would be um, the French cuisine chef. Yeah. Oh, he's pretty dope. Whose name escapes me at the moment. I would say all the all the prior, uh, uh, not top ten, whatever they're called. Uh, uh, the elite the, ten, the, the, elite the big ten, ten or something. Yeah, like the that. big ten. I would say all the former ones that made an appearance in the show for Soma's dad's age. Yeah, are all very good mentors for the students because they each had Except a very important role. Aaron is dad. Fuck that guy. Because wasn't he number three? If I remember, yeah, but he was a mentor for people that wanted that people that agreed with his stuff. He, they kind of figured he was a good mentor. He's shitty in a, appearance that we thought, but the people that agreed with his mentoring style and teaching style that agreed with his philosophy on the world thought he was good. You know, yeah, but fuck that guy. Yeah, no, he's a dick. 100%. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I mentioned this before we recorded, but I just wanted to go on record and be in the internet forever, but. Uh, I still say that one of the greatest mentors out there is Saitama, the One Punch Man. He is on the list. He Caped, is on the list. Caped Baldy is, he's the most powerful mentor, and his first student ever immediately became an S-ranked student. Only because he got <laughs> gear upgrades that had nothing to do with this training. He was just relying on empowering his gear. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the, no, no. He, he, teaches his, he teaches his student about humility, but also to climb to bigger heights. Genos became a great note-taker while under, <laughs> while, f- while under Saitama's... My favorite part about Saitama's teaching is... When the one giant monster, when they're, you know, raiding the one lab. Yeah. yeah. Like, How did you get this strong? I, you know, 20 kilometer run every day. You don't run your air conditioner in the summer and you don't run your heater in the winter. Eat something even if it's just a banana every day. <laughs> and they're like, what? Even Genos is like, wait, what? No, master, what is your secret? Th- that, that is my that's secret. That's all I did. A hundred push-ups, hundred sit-ups. It'll take about three run. years. <laughs> what? <laughs> and the monster's just like, I don't believe you. If you're not going to tell me, I'm just going to become so strong you can't defeat me. <laughs> Even the mad scientist that was making all of the monsters was like, hold up, I got to hear this too. Dude. But, you know, there's a theory that I totally fuck with that um, the reason that Saitama became so powerful is because... Uh, in that show, there's like two different types of monsters. There's like regular monsters that are like, you know, the mindless demonic ones. And then there's mysterious beings. And those ones are ones that used to be human. And then they become monsters. And usually that happens when people experience obsession. And we see that it gives us like three examples in the first episode where there's crab Lante who ate too many crabs. So he became a crab. Mm-hmm. And then there is the, uh, X five series custom who was too obsessed with cars. So he became a car. 
so there's a theory that the only reason Saitama became so powerful... Because he was it, obsessed with being powerful. Yeah, he was obsessed with being... Because one of the first things he says before he becomes One Punch Man is he always dreamed of being a hero that was so strong he could be everybody in a single punch. And he did. And he thinks he worked out so hard his hair fell out, but that could have just been him transforming into a mysterious being who just doesn't look very monstrous. That's fucking tight. I'll yeah. say this much. If that's true, Garo's gonna be really fucking excited. Yeah. Uh, Dude, that guy's gonna be fucking scary. Garo is in the process of transforming. Um, you can see it. Yeah, his hair... Uh, by the end of, of season two, his hair changes colors and one of his eyes start changing colors. Um, He's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah. I love his character. I, I read the manga. so It, it gets... It's, it's getting pretty sick. Uh... <laughs> But it's yeah, so, cool. so Saitama and and uh, something that uh, Saitama's got that makes him a wise teacher. He gets asked again in season two by somebody else if they if they could be his student, and he's wise enough to say no. He can't take on more than one student. Genos already requires so much attention, <laughs> and it it takes it takes a real good teacher to to know. Your limitations as an instructor. That's fair. That's yeah. awesome. He <laughs> didn't even do anything. That's why it's funny. <laughs> There's uh, only one person that Saitama can't beat. One person. Goku. Mosquito. He can't beat a mosquito. Yeah, that's a regular mosquito. Yeah. He cannot beat a regular mosquito. Yeah. It's impossible. That's the one thing that can defeat him. Uh, he also can't beat uh, Genos in an eating contest. And he can't beat King at video games. That's funny. I love those episodes. <laughs> yeah. He just keeps pressing the same button. <laughs> oh man, I think I accidentally erased your game. Oh no, man, that's cool. I wanted to play it again anyway. <laughs> he steals his Game Boy and breaks it on accident. <laughs> <laughs> What's left on the list? Coming back around. Uh, another one I've stumbled into that uh, <clears throat> earlier today as well as just now. Um, from Soul Eater. Uh, Frankenstein, Dr. Stein. I think he was actually, thinking, looking back on it, he wasn't necessarily a great mentor, but he was definitely a great teacher. Um, I don't remember anything from that show. That's yeah, sad, because uh, until the last like two episodes, it's an amazing show. I've, I've watched it. I did enjoy it. Yeah. I just remember Black Star and Tsubaki. That is it. Uh, <laughs> Pretty I mean, Tsubaki's a great mentor for Blackstar. Dude, he's so <laughs> fucking cool. Let's be honest there. But, uh, yeah, no, Dr. Stein, I think, was a great teacher in regards to, since his, since his beginning, um, when they first introduced him, and he was, you know, just trying to kill the kids to start with, mm -hmm. and he's just like, hit me with everything you got. And he still fucking bodied them. And then leading up to... Without any weapons. Yeah, even. without any weapons. Barehanded. And then leading up to the um, fight against um, the snake chick, whose name is The, the witch. witch. Yeah, the witch. Where, Medusa. The wicked witch of yeah, the Medusa, West. Where he still, you know, risked life and limb to, you know, for the kids to save them. You know what fucking mentor I hate in the show now that I'm starting to remember about it? Fucking Excalibur, bro. 
That guy's annoying as shit. Excalibur's not a mentor. He's also the greatest character, you fool. I hate him. <laughs> fool! He is annoying as shit. Fool! He's I... the most powerful. He's annoying because he has to make sure that you're worthy enough to handle his awesome no, power. No, he's a fucking cock, dude. Like, yeah, you remember, there's, there's one kid who went to their school who decided he was going to follow all of Excalibur's rules so he can have him. And he beat everybody in the school. And then put Excalibur back because <laughs> yeah. he was so fucking annoying. Yeah, after he kicked everybody's asses. Which, you know, respect. Put some respect on that. Yeah. Did you... Could you imagine following all of his rules? No. No, absolutely not. There's like 800 of them. Yeah, no, that's fucking ridiculous. I wouldn't be able to remember all of them. That's why you have a book. He he also uh, single-handedly destroys the canon of the show where uh, they establish in the show that people that turn into weapons uh, have only existed for like a hundred years or some shit. But oh, yeah. Excalibur has existed for like six hundred years in the show, so I mean, that doesn't. <laughs> how do weapon humans? How are, how are they made again? Uh, the the witch Arachni um, w- experimented on humans to start turning them into weapons, and then it just. Uh, and then it became like a hereditary thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of running down on time on this main topic. Before we move on to talk about the assignment, who is your guy's favorite mentor? Jiraiya. Oh, easily Jiraiya. See, for me, it's Piccolo. I've, I I just love that relationship more than I like with Jiraiya and Naruto. I think it's also because I think it was developed over a much longer period of time. Yeah. I also just like Naruto way more than Dragon Ball. I mean, that's fair. Jiraiya, it, for me, Jiraiya is the point in the sh- in base Naruto where it becomes a legitimately great show. Um, like, the Rock League Gara fight is the moment where you kind of decide whether or not you're a Naruto fan. But... When Jiraiya is introduced, that's just when the writing of the show just gets way better, and uh, and just seeing, just going through the their kind of journey together. Mine, mine has to be Koro Sensei. That's a fair choice. Yeah, he's voiced by Krillin. Dude, I'm honestly kind of surprised you didn't mention any mentors from Ruby. Man, I gotta be honest. Uh, you know. Obviously, my knowledge of Ruby is much less than Crimson's, but just from the the three seasons that I watched, the mentors are not very good. The bet oh. they're not very present. I will say, I the, say the only good mentor of that show is Crow. Yeah, I, and I'm sure, like, if, if I go farther into it than and know more about Crow, I'm sure I would love him more as a mentor. Yeah, but. Uh, 100% the best mentor of that show. Yeah, but I haven't seen him be a mentor. I've only seen the results of him training Ruby, obviously. Yeah. Just keep watching. It's good, bro. Yeah, I'll get around <laughs> to it someday. Your face yeah. is good, bro. It's good. <laughs> Translation of I'll get around to it someday? Probably never. Oh, uh, it definitely won't be never. 
I'll get around to it someday. Like, I'm getting it's around just to Fnab and Code Geass, yeah, so... It, it's just because not... I had to make a fucking deal with you, <laughs> fucking asshole. Yeah, it, it's, it's just not on my priority list. Like, that's why I haven't watched any more Fruits Basket, and I I want to watch more of that, but... Man, there it's just not caught up on Refinished Season 2. We just You just have anime priorities, and that is very low on my list. Yeah. Compared to shows that I really want to watch right now. Yeah. After I'm done with One Piece, I mean not One Piece, uh, Full Metal Alchemist and Kogias, I'm going back at the One Piece grind for a hot minute. Uh, I already have. We're not a... going to make that deal with SAO. You haven't said anything about it. I already have a problem with anime choice paralysis. I still need to finish SAO. I need to finish a lot of it. Yeah, I the, still. The... I need to finish Hunter Hunter. I need to finish SAO. The the last season that the, the SAO it. just did was phenomenal. Did you watch the post credit scene? Yeah. Oh my god. For what? We, we could talk about this later then. I finally have someone to fucking talk about it with. So we, what was yours? Well, yours to Piccolo. You said yeah. yours too, right? Yeah. All what right. was that say? Are we going to talk about The Promised Neverland before we talk about Guilty Crown? I think we got to make it quick, but yeah, we can. All right. Whole Monsters shit. are fucking sick. They're dope. Yeah. And the opening scene was fucking terrifying. I <laughs> oh, love yeah. That. Uh, I, I was really, not ready for it. <laughs> I really love... Uh, the, there's this moment in the opening. Well, for one thing, the opening is really good, but I don't like it quite as much as the first one. But the first one will probably not be beat for a while. Yeah, but the, there's this moment that, uh, like the cinematography moment that I love, where it shows like the the kids eating at the dinner table and it's rabbits, and then it flips over to it being the kids, and then it zooms out, and they're surrounded by demons. And I was like, oh. Fuck. <laughs> Dude, the fact that the demons saved them, that's gnarly. Yeah. I'm scared. That's I'm, I'm gonna say. officially terrified as to what's going to happen with that. Yeah, I'm really mad how they ended it, as I am have been for every other episode that they've had. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost as if they're doing something right. Yeah, I, fuck them. Fuck man, them. they fucking twist, too, because the artwork we saw, she looked like she was on the demon side. Yeah. And no, and she rescues yeah, it's the Emma. Co- <laughs> it's like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, the cover art for this season is her at a dinner table surrounded by demons. <laughs> Maybe she's then, eating Emma. Don't. Okay, let's stop talking about it. I'm or Ray. <laughs> or Ray. But we it, don't care about Ray as much, though. But it or also, Phil. they also could be part of like some. <laughs> they don't eat them that young. That's true. They, they, they may have to change their priorities. Seeing as they just they lost still have like a of bunch of other camps. They're fine. They're not changing their priorities because no, they're, they're, they're still chasing after the kids so they can be eaten, and because they escaped. Yeah. But they're trying to keep them alive so they can be eaten by the people. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it's very possible though that the that the two demons that we that save save them they're probably part of like some animal rights group. <laughs> they're basically the <laughs> yeah they're ba- <laughs> like like what you cannot torture animals like this. They don't deserve to be slaughtered. Yeah, they're, exactly. They're the vegans of their world. Oh dear fuck! It's Christ. possible <laughs> they could, they could be the vegans of that world, or they could be. Okay, I'm putting this theory on the table right now. Those two are royalty. Ooh. We know that there is like uh a like uh the one that they talked about in season 1 that they like give all of the best meat to that that uh so that must be like their kind of dark lord. That's either the girl, because she's in that the cover art surrounded by demons at the dinner table, or they're related in some way. So I'm putting that table, I'm, I'm putting that theory on the table right now, documented. 
and to we'll go along see with your goes. theory, I'm going to say it's a different girl and they're twins. Mm. To go along with your theory, I think the dude that was riding the horse is the one that has royalty in you. Mm-hmm. Cool. To go no. along with your theory, I'm so excited for episode two. Alright, sweet. Go with, crown. To go with that theory, though, real quick, I think you might be honest something with there being royalty. However, I think something happened and they're exiled. That's to what I'm saying. With, That's what I'm going with twins. Like, twin to, and her protector. To go with that theory, I think this show is gonna get crazy. Cool. Also, oh, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen 2020 Weeby for Anime of the Year. Yep. Yes. But if you haven't watched it yet, what are you guys doing? Why are you starting season two without finishing season one? Jump, jump on that shit. That's weird. I mean, really. It's like Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only thing that carried over was Cremetta, so I mean, really. <laughs> I can't. Alright, so what is. Well, first, before we get into the assignment, the assignment for this week, the, the assignment, Crimson, so you can actually do it, <laughs> is going to be. I uh, For a while, I was really stuck, had in my head that I was going to do Angels of Death. Mm-hmm. Because it's a really intriguing show, very good show. But then a couple weeks ago, I watched a show that I fucking fell in love with. That reminded me a lot of Erased. Oh, it yeah. is called Charlotte. No, it's not as deep or as good, but it has that same feeling to it, and takes a major twist in like the second third episode, and was like really the there's a, there is a twist in the first episode of how it goes. But holy shit, it it got really good about halfway through. The first beginning of it is good, but the second half was a little traumatic. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And uh, yeah, so Charlotte, it's about, I think, like 13, 14 episodes. 13 episodes. Yeah. Were you talking on, about that on the group chat? Yeah, yes. Okay. That's when I was like, guys, I just watched the show and I need to talk about it. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm really glad I'm hosting the first episode because I need to assign this and fucking talk about this show. Hey, fair enough. So Charlotte is the anime assignment of the week. Let us get into Guilty Crown, signed by WickWiki. Get us started. Uh, what's up, dogs? Uh, so I don't, I don't think we should. I think we should go in chronological order with this one, so we don't spoil shit for Crimson. Well, he's, point, he's like, gonna he's gonna get shit spoiled for him. It's, I'll say it's it's part of it. I do. <laughs> I, I, I like the show. I think it was a good show. There were moments in it where, like, I think it should have gone a different direction in a couple parts in the in the middle with how they're kind of related. And in the end, I think it could have ended a little bit better. I agree with both of those points. Um, but overall, I think it was a really good show with a lot of good character progression. I really enjoyed all the fights, except for the last fight. Um... I thought some of them were too short. Like yeah, so I said the last fight. The, the last fight was one of those that was mm-hmm. too short. It's kind of like that with the abandoned sacred beast, where it was like the fight could have been fucking awesome, but it was a huge letdown. Yeah, I did. I watched the show like five. It was even. It was a long time ago. It was like so. It came out in like 2011, 2012. I think. I think I watched it in 2016, 2015. That's when I watched it. I was telling. Uh, Zario about this gave me I, I said in the group chat major Code Geass vibes it really does it, it, I was thinking about that while I was watching it too there are a lot of parallels between those two shows except Code Geass has a much better ending yeah how does have it stack up against Code Geass yeah. or just as uh, Code Geass is way better yeah well I kind of figured uh, but um, uh, I do really like Guilty Crown yeah, uh, uh, there are some Really 
weird choices yeah, that it yeah, made. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the whole thing with the sister yeah. was out of nowhere and Unnecess- completely just, unnecessary. Yeah, we could have gone without it. Like she could have been trying to get Triton slash guy the entire time instead of the brother. It, it yeah. literally was that easy of a I, switch. And the brother was, could have just been trying to save his sister. I was really cool with her being the villain and the basically the reason that the world is ending. But the the incest thing really yeah, okay. we really could have gone without yeah. it. I also thought the idea about bringing guy back was kind of dumb. Yeah, I, I think you could have introduced a new character. In that same situation. It, like we said earlier with uh, the teacher in New Yohaka show, mm-hmm. it ruins the impact of the character's death. Yes. Also, Ex- they bring him back just because. There's no real explanation about how he came back. I became their demon king. When the fuck did demons come into play, guy? <laughs> yeah, kind of like, went off the rails a little bit towards the end. Still good. And that's why I compared it to Code Geass, because like, you know, you've got mechs. And supernatural power trying to overthrow a military power can, and lead to the liberation of Japan. And then the middle of the show, it gets a little weird yeah. with the supernatural power. Yeah, and then there's a paradigm shift where your entire perception of the main character changes. Yeah. Um, which, uh, I will say, the the arc where he basically becomes, like, the, the king. Um, the dictator. Yeah, uh... I really liked that part of the show. I also did. Uh, and that that is another part with like major Code Geass vibes. But he... Uh, yeah, I, I really like that part. My favorite thing about the show is the whole concept of voids. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're reaching into someone's heart and taking out their true essence. That shit was tight. I... Yeah, I sent... Uh, Frenchie a message because uh, he was like asking about the, the title Guilty Crown because they only say it in the first episode uh, and I told him that I have like a theory about why the power is called the Guilty Crown uh, and because it's truly an ability that does not give a fuck if you consent to it or not and you have no memory of the ability being used on you it's uh, he's literally just going around ripping out people's hearts and bl- and wiping their memory of it. <laughs> Towards the end, he was able to learn how to control the power better, so it didn't matter in that aspect because they could remember him doing it. And yeah, but he didn't know he... how he did it. Yeah, uh, and he basically he had to basically stop the apocalypse to gain that power. Yeah, uh, and I don't think that that's how the power was originally supposed to work. Yeah. Okay, so here was my description of why I compared the two. Mech-related anime that involves around the liberation of Japan from an overseeing military force with the help of a supernatural power that is granted to a high school student from a weird random girl he rescues from the military. The high school student joins a, quote, terrorist group after assisting them in winning a battle against the military. The plot then changes in the middle of the show to focus on a weird story with supernatural power. Then once it is, quote, resolved, it goes back to focusing on liberation led by the person wielding the power. Yeah, that's... That's... <laughs> that's, that's, that's that is <laughs> Yeah. Which one came out first? Kogios, by like six years. Yeah. They copied it. Uh, I, I also will say the mechs... You can use my homework, just it, don't make it look like mine. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the mechs in Guilty Crown, I thought, were kind of stupid. Yeah. They, their design uh, was awful. And they... 
do a th- a weird design choice that I think both as like a mechanic and as somebody who's sending out soldiers, uh, I think both of those people would think that this is a horrible choice where the pilots feel what happens to the robots. Yeah. Uh, I've seen that in one other show, and that's Neon Genesis Evangelion. Mm-hmm. But it made sense in that show because they're not piloting mechs. They're controlling giant people by going into their nervous system. So that makes sense. These guys are just piloting mechs and feeling pain. And that is a horrible design flaw. They could just do what they do with drones. Yeah. Yes, they (laughs) could have. In fact, they should have. When they take over the city... And build and uh, bring up the walls. They do that with the ghost squad. Yes. <laughs> and then, do they though? Because because oh, it showed the offside center with those pods that they were in. So it, it didn't show any humans in those pods. But basically, what we've seen, it's kind of specifying that there's an elite unit over here piloting well, those pods. Well, the the ghost units that are on the wall, they're just like turrets that are made out of these mechs. They're only there for, like, a proximity alarm that and they open fire. But they still use them in the the final battle. Yeah. I think so. That's what I'm saying. Because when he said where they located, he's like, it's an off-site center. It's top secret. You don't even know about it, basically. And then it pans over to a scene showing it. Right. Of the pods circled around the cylinder thing. So I'm thinking that they are still piloted by humans. You just don't know who the fuck they are because it's in a secret location. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of go back to the Code Geass thing, because I just had this pop in my head related to the one pilot who was the son of the commander that he hated his father. Oh, uh, Kilmall Darren? Yeah, Kilmall. Daryl. Yeah, Kilmall Daryl. Yeah, one, I thought he was kind of a dumb character. Yeah. I, I thought his character progression was terrible. Yeah. Yep. Didn't have any, but, I feel like. Yeah. That's also, true. he was a shittier version of Suzaku Kurugi. Yes. Yeah, the, the prodigy pilot who is supposed to stand up to the main character. And yep. who hates his father because of the way he's treated and everything like that. And then ends up fighting with the main character. Did he fight with the main he character? He went to protect the one chick with the ears. Again, stupid character progression. They met once, he carried some boxes for her, and he, she gave him a treat. That was their entire interaction, oh, and he sacrificed side. everything to protect her. Yeah. It's like, that's fucking dumb. Yeah. Can we also discuss how that one uh, commander dude who was always on his phone kind of reminds you of Hisoka? Is this in the or beginning? Was it just me? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I was going to make a joke. Was it the beginning or the last part that you're talking about? That Towards the beginning, when yeah. he was interrogating. He, he is actually you know, the part f- of the show he saw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was actually one of my favorite characters in the entire show. Oh, he was really good. Yeah. I, I loved him as a character. He was, but I, I kept getting. I, I enjoyed him. I just kept getting Hisoka vibes off him. I, I don't know think... why. I, he wasn't a pedophile? No, That's not at all. So, not pedophile-wise, which, just... Which automatically makes him better. Yeah. Uh, but I do see... I think I, I get... Because he uh, pushes... Like his obs- over-obsession with... With the, the main character's it's not, power. I don't think also. it's... It's not with the kid. It's the power that he has because he wants to feel the the, pa- the genomic resonance or the void power but, in the light. But he completely accepts from the get-go that this kid has the power. And he even has that moment where he's like, he's the king, all hail the king. Now test out his power by killing him. He was also going to try and take the genomic resin in the last sample for himself, too, so he could have it. Yeah. 
Fun fact, he's also the uh, voice of All for One and Father. Um, Guy, I got thrown off a lot listening to him speak because I could only hear you know. Mm-hmm. And that, that just kept... That kept bugging me. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I could. That's all well, I could hear. Looking at your phones, do you know which character Jim Tatum played? Yes. No. Sick. I could hear it. Sick. Maybe. Do you know? Can't. No. The guy with the long hair, the gray hair that they everyone's like, I thought you were dead. Oh. And he was yeah. the one that had the one of the face to face meeting with Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm now gonna make it my mission to basically fucking take your head. Mm-hmm. Can we all just discuss how fucked that whole incest storyline thing was? Oh yeah, no, it's. If you really want to talk about it, but I, like, I really <laughs> was just going to skip past it because that was the worst part of the show. That was yeah. the worst part of the show. I but wanted that's kind to of a big. That's kind of a big driving factor towards the whole marriage arc thing at the very first half of the show was that moment. I mean, I don't think it was a, because the guy wanted to marry her, but she wanted to marry her brother. Yeah, but I don't think that... Was. she straight ego. up kissed her brother. Her alter ego wanted to marry her brother. Well, I mean... Her alter ego is the one that chose him as her e- Eden, Eve, Adam, Adam. Adam. Now, yeah. it, it wasn't the girl. It was the girl, the mom, the mama's... What's her name? The one's not the M. Her evil... Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she's the one who chose him as her Adam. Yeah, it wasn't the girl. But she kind of just becomes that person because she was, since she was like the patient zero, she went yeah, her crazy. Her minds are melting, yeah, but like yeah. She, it, it wasn't her who chose it. Still fucked. Yeah, no, yeah. 100%. I will say the part that I enjoyed the most about the show is the entire, like, ups and downs we go through with Shu. Yeah. Because, like, him starting out, he just wants to be a normal high school student, gets mm-hmm. thrust into a war. Yeah. And then finally, it's like, okay, fine, I'm going to go full head into this, then, you know, tries to become a leader for his group of students, watches arguably his best friend die because of another friend being a fucking idiot and goes into full dictator mode because he's lost all feeling, but he's literally just trying to do this to protect people, to him fighting with everything he has against Guy. I just love all the different sides we get to see of Shuoma in the yeah. series. From what you guys have seen, what is your favorite episode slash favorite moment? Um, when her, the girl gets her legs. That when you find out her yeah. void is you know, the amplifier. I'm like, you're, you literally are in a world where there's giant fighting mechs, yet you can't build robotic legs that can <laughs> strap onto her and let her walk. That's fucking dumb. Yeah. Why is she in a fucking wheelchair? Because <laughs> her heart is her legs. She wears her heart on her legs. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> um, Plot-wise, that was just really dumb, but a cool moment. Yeah. I, uh, personally, I really like, there's two, there's two kind of moments that I like. The first one is when uh, the guy is like, all hail the king, and then everybody starts trying to kill him, and he's using like everybody's powers to, uh, he's got the legs and the, uh, when he, when he uses his genomic, uh, when he uses his void, yeah, um, and then uh, when he is the dictator, there's a you know the moment where he's in his little garden room, uh, and uh, when he's with the girl whose name escapes me at the moment, and they're sitting there talking, yeah, uh, and she's just trying to like reassure him that she 
knows the kind of person he really is and why he's doing these horrible things. Because he tried being the good guy and it did didn't, not work. It did not end well. Yeah. Uh, honestly, not gonna lie, mine was the first episode because I loved how it straight up threw you into the world, not really with much warning, and seeing the world, like, the way that the world was built, like, the way the writers did it, I really enjoyed it, and then that moment when he first discovers the void, and just the the animation and everything for that scene was amazing. Yeah. Even if the fight against that mech wasn't very long, like, a long fight or kind of thing, seeing, like, him just take action right off the bat with it, not really knowing what was going on, but knowing kind of what to do, was, I I enjoyed it. Genomic resonance, my bro. Yeah. So one of my, my favorite moments, my favorite, I have two episodes that are conjunction, I count as one, for how I like it, and I have one moment that I like specifically... The episodes I like are the ones where Shu finds sugar again in the train, goes off, has his little chat, takes his brother, ends up having to kill his brother. Oh, yeah, that was rough. Oh, yeah. And the episode after that, when he's struggling with drawing out the void power and struggling what to do and then has to draw it out and save it again to save his friends. Love those two episodes. Mm -hmm. Awesome character development. My favorite moment in the entire show when he is at the end talking, right before they go to the battle, before he go fight Sky, he's about to make up with his friend by doing the handshake thing. And he's like, I would bathe in blood to make sure my friends would be okay or whatever. Like, I know yeah. he says, I will bathe in blood. The second part of that, don't remember word for word, talking about he's fine with having to kill. I was like, dude, I feel that, bro. Yeah. Shu is willing to do a lot. Even to somebody who pushed him down a ditch... And which caused his arm to get shot. Like, it's, it's an amazing friendship bond. He hit his uh, up first. Uh, I just want to point out that one of the most metal things about that show, and it is a show that has quite a few metal moments, Literally. but one of those <laughs> metal things about the show is that there's a catastrophic event called Lost Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just... just even with without even knowing what before they even explain what what it was just when they were like a lot of people died in an event we now call lost christmas i was like oh shit that sounds epic as hell i'm not gonna lie when they were talking about it being you know like a virus i was like oh fuck is this gonna be a zombie anime and they got really hyped so i ended up googling a zombie anime and that's been the next one i watched oh my really? god because i really want to watch a zombie an- zombie survival anime now so i'm gonna watch, watch high, high school of the dead that's what i'm gonna watch <laughs> but um Ooh, that's an etchy you'll have a lot of fun with that oh god <laughs> um i had to point out kenji kito the uh, murderer that he res they rescue from the prison when they rescue shu yeah um is voiced by greg Ayers. Who the entire time he talks, I can hear nothing but Nishinoya from Haikyuu, the Libero defensive player. Yep. And I also realized that Kenji Kido also is the voice of Koji Koda from MHA. And just the fact that he has two characters named like that <laughs> is really dumb to me. Yeah. I mean, one, yes, that is dumb. Two, I never realized they were the same voice actor. And now I'm hearing it. He's also Frost in Super. Oh, nice. Huh. 
I actually got to meet and not do an interview with him, but talk with him a little bit at uh, AI in 2019, which yeah. was pretty cool. And now knowing that he's the voice of Nishinoi, I wish I would have gotten some autographed, but yeah. we're neither here nor there. I'm sure we'll meet him at another con because he comes to the Midwest all the time. When I'm we sure. have cons again, at least. Oh, thank, hopefully. Let's just make our own con. <laughs> yeah, okay. Weed con. Um, huh? Future ideas? Hopefully. Once we have, like, a good-sized base, sure. And, you know, money to spend on a con. We'll get investors in on it. Yeah. Uh, what are your guys' favorite voids that we see? Ooh. Mine is definitely the lock-picking camera. That's just tight. Guys, That tight. is the most busted fucking thing. Any door that I take a picture of opens, no matter how complex the locking mechanism it's not, is. It's not even. It's not the even that. It literally can. He aims at a spot, shoots it. Everything dissipates in that area. Because yeah. when he was fighting guy, he used it, and it just created a whole fucking uh, circle of empty space. Yeah, but uh, there's also the part where they're like charging into the the that one yeah. station to stop the satellites or whatever. And there's that giant wall, and he takes a picture of it, and then all of a sudden all those gears are working to actually, like, open the door. And it's like, that is amazing. Dude, you could be a professional money stealer with that thing. You could be a professional everything stealer with that thing. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> the, the practical use for if it fell into the wrong hands is limitless. That's like the skeleton key from Skyrim. That is, yeah. You're not on there. <laughs> I think mine's is probably Sugumi's. She's got the one that can create, like, the lifelike dummies that you can control remotely. Oh, yeah. Because there's so many things you could do with that. That's another broken one that... Oh, we have a hostage that uh, is the king of this country. We're going to copy him and just rule it remotely. Yep. That, that's also very broken. That's kind of scary. Uh, I really like Shoes Void. Basically, he's able to take... Uh, people's stuff away from them but take I like the concept of it taking the virus away too and yeah. say like he's basically saying I'm, I want to save everyone yeah. that's what his inner heart is and I fuck with that yeah absorbing people's cancer is pretty nice uh, it's not one that can be used you know for a long time but I think that's cool it is cool I have to say I have to agree with Zero on this my number, my first one is definitely the camera. That's yeah. overpowered as shit. The second one, uh, I personally, I can't, I cannot remember for the life of me if it was an umbrella or what it was. The, the shield, the big shield, the, the shield was sweet. The shield was really cool. I, I don't like. Was it an umbrella at first or something? I, I think they're it? supposed to be flower petals. Because yeah. like, yeah, her, that's what it her, was. Her flaw was like something about her inner beauty or some shit yeah. like that. Uh, my number two would definitely be the bandages that oh, RA. Yeah, oh yeah that heal any wound and repair any broken object. That if one. I had that in real life, that would it. I would use that all the time. I repair my heart. I changed my second one to that. It, that is your heart. I repair it. So, yeah, I would say I changed my second one to that actually. Yeah, because I get I get beaten the fuck up at work all the time between like presses and bruises and all that stuff. But it's not just body. Like we see her repairing like equipment of a whole bridge. Yeah, like there's there's it's no. Limitless. Oh man, my my roof is leaking. Just put a bandage on it. 
perfect. I, mean, Bro, I could fix up my whole ass house with it. Yeah. My, oh, my car is kind of getting some wear and tear. Now it's as good as new. I need my brakes changed? Nah. No, I don't. <laughs> Oil changed? Nah. I really like the... My second one would have to be the guy that has the yellow hair going up the side. Six up, can't remember his name, but his void was the one where he could create darkness. Oh, yeah, the, like the black one. flashlight. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that was sweet. So it's probably past, I mean, it's probably past where I watched, I'm sure. What do y'all rate it? Seven. <laughs> that was fast. I mean, I'm, I'm in agreement. I think it's a seven. I also was thinking it's, it's got seven. some really cool moments, but there's... Definitely um, not top tier. Yeah. No, it's got yeah. a lot of wasted characters. Yeah, there, there's a lot of things I really like about the show, but there are enough problems where I don't think that it should get higher than seven. If they would have changed a couple things in the story, like the incest thing, and done a couple things differently, it could have been fucking phenomenal. The whole concept of voids and all that, I thought it was dope. Oh, yeah. If they would have just changed up the story just a quick little bit in the end and made, like, the fights and shit way better. I would also, assume. the ending, the last fight was really disappointing. Yeah. But also, when he's getting crystallized and then the sh- cuts to, you know, a while later and all the friends are getting together and meeting and then he comes walking in and I'm like, why the fuck is he alive? Yeah. Like, Shu should be dead. He should well, be dead. Because uh, fucking, what's his name, Satan. But yeah, I think that he should have died too. Oh, yeah. It would have been so much cooler. You know, they were getting together for Hare's birthday. You can mm-hmm. see it on the cake. But, oh my god, it would have been so much better if they, like, mentioned, like, something like, and to honor Shu or something like that. And so he walks in and he's fucking blind? Where the fuck did that... For no reason. Where the fuck did that come from? We had no indication that he was losing his sight. Even when he was being, being petrified, he... It made no sense. And that's why I'm just like... That 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 dropped it at least a full number for me. Yeah, I think it would have been like a seven and a half, eight maybe. But the the ending was bad. I I hate yeah. the ending so much. It's just an average show. Yeah, I, I would give it a seven based off what I've watched. Uh, how far did you say you got? Uh, I finished the episode right after. The uh, big world ending thing with the marriage and all that. So there was like the big you marriage. Like halfway through that. Yeah, I, I got, like, I think I got exactly halfway through. Because I got to the marriage and then I got to the episode where they were quarantined at the school and they had like a, the, um, the big the festival or whatever, like the food festival thing or whatever the fuck. If it's already at a seven, because I don't know about you, but I always start at 10 and then it progressively just like goes down yeah. if there's problems with it. Uh, but if you're already at a seven, you might drop. Probably. Yeah, when when you finish the series. It just like if if for no other reason the the last episode. I mean, I like I said, I gave it the seven mainly because like I love the idea of the show. Yeah. The incest thing was bad. I dropped it a lot. Yeah. And then Sweet Home Alabama. And yeah. then the whole like um <clears throat> Where was I going with this? I had a train of thought. I wish they... I personally wish that they saved that big moment with, like, the marriage and all that. Probably later versus throwing it in the center and then, oh, everything's normal again. Like, unless they plan to 
do more seasons of the show. No, it's done. no, no. It, it, I would say then that would make sense. But the it, fact it has a clear cut conclusion. Yeah, I wish that, that. I wish from where I watched, I wish that moment would have happened later. I don't think that there was, uh, it, and I, I don't know. You might still have this opinion when as you get through, but uh, I don't think that there was a good time for that plot line. But where because of how much shit starts happening, like directly after that, especially if you're in the quarantine now, there's so much stuff happens after that. There would there would would not have been time to fit that in. I think the quarantine arc really good. I, yeah. I really like those couple of episodes. Yeah, that's my favorite part of the show. Yeah. Just because everything that happens with Shu after Hari's death. Yeah. Everything like that. I think he goes through a huge character progression and development. And that's what I love to see. But yeah, I'm halfway through episode 13. Yeah, there's 22 episodes. So yeah, you made it just over halfway. Yeah. Got a long ways to go, my friend. Eh, I'll finish it tomorrow. I thought his mom was pretty cool. We don't see yeah. very much of her. I, like, oh, yeah. I really like that story as well. Even without ending and her bringing the other void genome mm-hmm. and stuff. I thought that was really cool. But We all agree she was a, like, she was a MILF. I mean, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She was a step MILF. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was saying, sometimes to her own son. Also, that was super dope that she raised his kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's, so, Sarah, did you give it your rating? Yeah, seven. seven. Yeah. We all gave it a seven. Yeah, I'm actually thinking about possibly dropping it, but I'll keep it at seven just so it stays even across the board. But the more I'm thinking about it, it's like, it may be a six. Just drop it, bro. Okay, yeah, because of the last episode, I think it's a six. Uh, I, the, I just kept thinking more and more about it ending up blind, and that just made me more and more <laughs> angry. So yeah. It's a rushed, bad version of Code Geass. Yes, yes. Well, Code Geass is also twice as long. By, by the That's time, what I said, rushed! Yeah, yeah, by, by the time Guilty Crown ended... That's the halfway point for uh, Code Geass. Uh, but when you finish, you know, let it let us know if that changes your rating. Is it better than Agretsuko? I think Agretsuko might have accomplished what it was trying to do a little better. I think the high points <laughs> are higher, but the low points are lower. I think yeah. it's, in my opinion, I enjoyed watching it more than I enjoyed Agretsuko. In terms of like what you're saying, what it was trying to do, Agretzico accomplished its goal better, but in my opinion, it's still the worst show we've watched. Um, Agretzico also gets uh, bonus points, and I don't feel like I should give bonus points for this because it should be a normal thing, but there's no incest in it. So that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah. To be fair, that is something you have to verify with a lot of anime. Because yeah. I think it was a terrible show, but I just wanted to see if that was going to be our new lowest show that we've had on the show. I don't think so, because I still. I enjoyed Guilty Crown overall. Yeah. And there were some moments, like, when Hare died, it hurt. Yeah. It hurt a lot. It sure did. Like, the good moments of the show were fantastic, but there were just so many things that weren't great that kind of dragged it down for me. And, and those things let, leave, like, a lingering taste yeah. in, in this show specifically, I think. Like, Gretzico as a whole, I just didn't enjoy. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy watching it. I did enjoy watching Guilty Crown. Bro, so, I still enjoy the Gretzko. I don't know what y'all talk about. I mean, that's fair. Any final thoughts before we wrap up, gentlemen? Uh, you should have done better 
studio that made Guilty Crown. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't forget to watch Promised Land. Uh, Promised Land. Excuse me. I. My brain canceled out on myself for a second. Don't forget to watch the new episode of Promised Neverland tonight if you haven't already, as well as what's up? Charlotte. Uh, yeah. yeah Charlotte is the anime assignment of the week. Go check out um, Cole Herter's Facebook page. Now says Chrometa because that was his punishment. It will remain as his nickname. I will take a picture of it and put it on the... Newly Weaves. formed Instagram page for the Weekly Weaves. Yeah. Yes. Put it on the Facebook page. I'll too. put it on both. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah, but check us out now on Instagram at the Weekly Weaves. Let's just make that a new. It's logo. not the Weekly Weaves podcast, actually. I changed it because it was too long. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, at the Weekly Weaves. Check yeah. it out. We'll be posting a lot more on there now that we have it. Yeah. All right, we will see you guys next week again. Charlotte, the show to watch this week for your anime assignment, and we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Peace out. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Weekly Weaves podcast. We'll be back next week with more exciting anime talk. Make sure to join us every show to stay up to date with what's going on in the world of anime. We'll catch you next time.